Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, yo, hello and welcome back to another episode of Dishonomics Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. I know I sound like a broken record trying to get my subscribers up. Do you get me? It's getting them five-figure subscribers. So make sure you jump on that Dishonomics on YouTube. Of course, Patreon as well. And what else have I got to promote? Yeah, that's about it, really. Check out Last Few Digits, Touchdown Fracas, all that good stuff. And any suggestions for content, please hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. Anyway, this week's episode, I'm going to talk on the dreaded coronavirus. And yeah, that's it. Let's get into it. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. Because it's lit. It's lit. Yo, what's going on, people? Episode, I think it's 199 even. Goddamn. There are a lot of episodes and we're going to talk about coronavirus. And it's relatively exciting times because as you're hearing this podcast, we are going to be in stage two of the of the roadmap to freedom from lockdown. So this is step two. Well, I like to call it as volume one, as I spoke on my Dysonomics Monday Morning News on YouTube, check that out. Because this is the first sign of real freedom. The March 29th, yeah, outside sports coming back, blah, blah, blah. Mm, it's not really the same. Now we're allowed to, in fact, I'll get into it, but let, let's start with a summary of what's happened so far. So in terms of our vaccination, as of the 10th of April, 2021, the, the UK has vaccinated fully vaccinated 7.46 million people, which is a lot of people, and 32.1 million people have received their first dosage, which is fantastic. In terms of the amount of people that tested positive, as of the 11th of April, 1,730, which is massive, massive drop. It's down 30% from this time last week. Deaths over the last um, seven days is up a tad, up 2.4%, but we only had seven deaths. I know I say only, it's still seven too many, but we've seen deaths, days of four-figure deaths. Patients been admitted to hospitals down 21%, which is just fantastic news. And yeah, so we're seeing more positive results in terms of the numbers. The numbers numbers are going in the direction that you, we want them to be as a society because it's better for our, it's less of a health risk and also in terms of being freed from lockdown. Now, what does this freedom look like? Well, as of April the 12th, we are in a lot, <laughs> in a stronger position than we were before because we are actually allowed to go outside. So Monday the 12th will be step two of the roadmap out of lockdown. Non-essential retail shops will be open. So we've not been able to go into to, um, Primark, Zara, B&Q, all these type of shops. Now, no more click and collect. We can actually go in and browse and shop and then people obviously can be going back to work again i'm not sure if they're still on furlough or whatever so that is good news let money circulate in the economy this is very very key because when you're in lockdowns the economy is strange 
For example, Zara. I ordered something from Zara. I went to pick it up. I think there was one young lady working, maybe two people working. Usually Zara probably have minimum 20 members of staff. Probably even more. There's probably like five, there's probably like almost eight to 10 per floor. And there's two floors in Zara, if I can remember correctly. Loads of people there. Then you've got people buying products all day long. And this is making money circulate in the economy bringing business revenues, which allows, allows businesses to also pay the employees who can actually have money to go and buy certain things. It's so key for the economy. Once you shut things down, nobody's working, nobody's producing, money's not being made. As I said in many, many, many pods, the, the government, uh, not the government, our country viewed its weakest economic performance since records began. 20% drop simply because we can't, we won't produce anything. So this is very, very key. And also I can't wait to get some socks. Personal care premises are back open. So nails, nails, eyebrows, um, waxing, haircuts, hairdressers, all these type of grooming, personal care is going to be back. I'm excited. I got my barber's appointment on Tuesday. I've been down by the hand of trim for many, many months. So that's good again, getting these people's businesses open because these businesses are, are, a lot diff- are a lot more difficult to transition. So for example, if you're a food service and you can't have people sit in your restaurant, you can potentially offer takeaway services via click and collect or via delivery, Just Eats, Uber Eats, all those type of places. If you are Apple, for example, or clothing brand like Zara, you could potentially do click and collect. Same with EE. EE, you can work from home. You can still um, try to get punters to buy phone contracts, phones, accessories, whatever you may. When you are a personal care, it's a lot more difficult, especially because you're actually prohibited from actually going to people's houses anyway. It's just not as efficient. So you can't work from home a haircut. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So it's good that these parts of the economy back open. Public buildings such as library and community centers will be open. So again, um, this is good for people who want to mingle, just read books and just have somewhere to socialize. Outdoor hospitality's venues are back. So beer gardens outside, rooftop terraces, bars, restaurants that have outdoor terraces will be able to open. And of course, like um, the prior rules, table service only. So again, the hospitality business can start to get back on its feet. Most outdoor attractions such as theme parks, drive-ins and zoos, indoor leisure and sports facilities will be open. So the gym, everybody's been dying for the gym. You get me? I've been dying for the gym. Even and I'm not the biggest gym person, but I just need something to do. Um, my boys that love basketball, in basketball's back, being able to go to your dance classes or spin classes, like which is of course affiliated to the gym. Badminton, squash, netball indoors. So many indoor physical activities can come back, which is fantastic because people can now go out, work out, socialize. So we thank God for that. Me being a, a big, big sports head, this is great for me personally. Childcare is back, weddings are back. Boy, I'm not gonna lie, cause like finish the best time to get wed- to get to get wedded up because fifth maximum fifteen guests. <laughs> Sign me up, boy. Talk about reducing your costs. So weddings are back with up to fifteen guests, not including the people who are working at the venue. Self-contained accommodation will reopen for overnight stays with how with your household or support bubble. So maybe a young Airbnb or Booking.com can be back on the horizon. So maybe you can do these birthdays that you lot have been doing anyway which have been looking great, so keep it up. Um, unfortunately, we still cannot meet indoors with anybody you don't live with unless they are part of your support bubble. So indoor link-ups are still off. That's why theatres ain't coming back. 
cinemas ain't coming back, clubs ain't coming back yet, indoor restaurants and bars ain't coming back yet. That's the next step. That's step. That's step three. And you can also have, but however, if it comes to outside, you can link up to six people max if they're from all different types of households. But if you have a two household limit, the number could be unlimited. So, but of course, it depends on how many people are in your household in the first place. So that is what, that is how things are looking at right now. Now, a lot of people keep asking me, yo, this is work on for travel, work on for travel. Again, I spoke about it on um, this economics Monday in the morning news. So before more detail, check that out. The Transport Set Grant Shaps has announced a free tier, a free, a free stage system, which is effectively traffic light system, green, amber, and red, reddest countries. Check out the old podcast for that um, information. If you go to Redis country, in fact, you're not meant to go to Redis country, but if you are coming from a Redis country, you must quarantine hotel, which will cost you about 1800 plus the two PCR tests. That could be anywhere between 60 and 200 pounds, probably around 120 pounds. You have to take two PCR tests twice. So that's almost, so you're looking at a 1,800 pound cost, all inclusive, well, maybe two grand, so in between those numbers. And there's currently about 40 odd countries on the red list right now. Amber, when you go to the countries, obviously you have to test before you go, test on your way back. You can use a lateral flow for that, no problem. But you have to quarantine for 10 days and you have to do a PCR test on the second and eighth day or the fifth day and you could just be released. But that depends on the parameters. Of course, YouTube, check that out for more information. Green list countries where it gets interested. These are countries where you don't have to quarantine you get back. All you have to do is take a PCR test on the second day and you're good to go. Of course, you have to test negative to get back to the country in the first place. So how the government is gonna decide what country lines in what is dependent on their vaccination level and the prevalence, of course, of new variants. And I'm also assuming they're gonna take into account the cases and all that type of stuff there. Um, so there's a lot of talk of United Arab Emirates, Israel, Gibraltar, Malta, and the United States being and Israel, I think I'm not sure if I mentioned that, being some of the greenest countries simply because of their vaccination level, which makes perfect sense. So there's still these these this is a bit of an easing compared to basically saying, yo, you're gonna get banned, five bag fine. So from the 17th at, at earliest, we might start to see these things implemented. And uh Transport Secretary has alerted us that what countries will be where will be determined early in the month also warned us that, yo, countries can be changed at us at a drop of a hat, it could be in a matter of hours. And they're also, and Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been speaking in terms of trying his best to get the prices down for these PCR tests. Because obviously if it's £100 a pop and there's a family holiday and you're doing two tests, that's a lot of money. £200 per person and it's, let's say, six people? Come on, bro. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot additional cost on a family holiday and especially after the pandemic you don't really want to see those things now to wrap up my opinions on this because i know some of you tune in for my opinion not just not just the reporting i think things are going in a positive step um i believe this is the asset test this is the asset test because obviously step three is one we're all waiting for when we can restaurants and stuff like that come back and then obviously june 21st is when everything's free but i think this is the this is going to be the most crucial period because now you're letting people out more people can go to outdoor bars people can go to the shops westfields Oxford circus they're going to be ramp up again personal care all these type of things are going to be back gym's going to be back so we're going to see a lot 
more people um dense populations in in around the uk now one of the key tests of the government four key tests i'll reiterate them for us moving from step to step one the vaccination rollout is successful which they seemingly smashing at the moment two the nhs not overwhelmed so that's keeping patients down and cases down three all the numbers are looking good so that's low deaths, low cases, low hospitalizations, and for no pre- pre- prevalence of new variants is kept at a minimum. Now, with people being out and about more, the potential for cases to rise is a lot higher because people could be passing on the cases, passing on the coronavirus. But the fact that so many people have been vaccinated is giving us hope that, do you know what I mean, that this won't happen. Also, I think really and truly what the government should do Really and truly, as much as it's probably against my ethos, no, my selfish needs and many of my listeners' selfish needs, lock the, lock the fucking borders. Nobody can enter this country unless they have a British, unless they are a British citizen or a British resident. Lock the borders, get the whole flipping population that are eligible for vaccinates, vaccines vaccinated, see out, wait up, because, bro, open up to Europe. Europe, cases are going brazy right now. And most of these European countries have even got their vaccinations up. Get your vaccinations up, the EU. In fact, even I even want to speak on this AstraZeneca blood clot scandal is absolutely egregious. Like I, I saw a doctor post, um, like I think it's a one in five hundred thousand chance you get struck by lightning. So you're more likely to get struck by lightning than to get a blood clot from the AstraZeneca um, vaccination. It's ridiculous. It's like one in several million. You're more likely to get blood clots from the contraceptive pill, which millions of women probably take. It is absolutely outrageous. The EU, All these EU countries are bloody disgraces. They're putting their own population at risk. And it's just a joke. But yeah, back onto my um, point. I, I'm wary of them opening the borders, especially for European countries. But this is the acid test. And if we, and if as a country, we can get to May 17 and the numbers are still trending downwards, then yeah, I really believe that we can really look at a better, more manageable summer and an autumn with COVID. And then winter will be the real, real acid test. By then, I hope the majority of the population is vaccinated. People, let me know your thoughts. Tweet me, text me. Not text me, let's see my friend. Tweet me, email me, DM me. Let me know what you're thinking. And until next week, peace and blessings. Bow. Podcast Network.